Listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participants, employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. Are you lightened up? No. Are you enjoying? No. Why? <laughs> None of those things. Is it because of COVID-19? That's yes, possible. Coronavirus. Possible. Our guests are online and bothering me. All right, let's call if them If they up. should hang up. Hold on. Let me deal with this situation, Stomping Jen. You do the usual what? order of business, please. Why don't you just hook them in? I will. You do the usual order of business, please. You have to do the intro. Just do the usual order of business, please. I, I'm trying We're going to do things out of order tonight. Thank you. You're the best. Just do the usual order of business, please. Hit the button. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> It's my show. It's the disclaimer. Oh my god. <laughs> and then the thing. And then the intro. Am I wrong? The Soft Serve Podcast. Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. One of those creamy, delicious ideas is no flexibility. Stomping Jen. All right, now do the shit while I call the people. Oh my god. Thank you. All right, so people, we're here. It's another week. It's episode 75. We need Sawtooth to make that a little lower. So we no, can just talk louder. I can't talk over that guy chattering. There you go. Chatter, chatter, chatter. It's episode 75. We're not feeling light or fun. We have some serious topics to cover, but we're going to try to make it as enjoyable as possible for all you folks out there in social distance land. Welcome to Zoom. Enter your meeting ID followed by pound. Now let's see if I can do this with my free Zoom account. We're going to demonstrate how to teleconference with your people during social distancing. Okay, let's see if that worked. All right, let's see. Enter your participant ID followed by pound. Otherwise, just press pound to continue. Okay. You are in the meeting now. Mm. You are the first participant. Oh. Please stand by. Oh my God, he fucking told me he was in here. Oh my God. I told him not to hang up. Don't hang up. All right, so all people, right. while we're waiting for all of that to get squared away, uh, we're going to ask you... As we always do, if you are enjoying our little weekly show, subscribe, download, share with a friend. Lots of sharing. Not sharing. You can't share things right now, but you can share our our podcast. It's a digital podcast. There is no contact involved. It's a digital podcast as opposed to an analog podcast. That may have been the worst podcast opening ever we've ever done. You know what? What? 
go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's my response. Oh my god. Well, let's see what happens. I think I've I've got this stupid thing open. Uh huh. We're just waiting for the people. Just waiting for the people. Mm. May have to do this old school. Yeah. They don't join. Um, What's wrong with the people? I wish they would join. You said they were up your ass. Now, now you're leaving here. He says he's in the call. Oh, oh. Is that the shirtless? Hello? Is that the shirtless wonder? No, that's the other one. It is. It is. Oh. It's the shirtless wonder. In the flesh. Okay. In the flesh. Are you wearing a shirt? Shirtless, shirtless wonder. Uh, you know, this is one of the rare occasions that I am. However, no pants. Oh. Wait, you have well. a shirt on and no pants? No. Uh, yes. All right, shirtless wonder. We are waiting for another guest to join us. Uh, he'll pop in. Um, rambling blind Josh Pearson. He'll he'll come on in a little bit. Mm. Um, as soon as he um, sees my text, and he'll get on here, and then... We'll all be one big, happy, soft-serve podcast family. Now, mm-hmm. Shirtless Wonder, why do you have this name? Yes, I'll do. Why do you have this name? That's the question. Now, <laughs> it's because of an observation I made. I gave you an opportunity. Okay. I, I gave you an opportunity earlier this evening to identify your own podcast name, and you did not come up with a name that was satisfying to me. Oh, what was the option? He suggested the one true one or something like that. Yeah, that's not a good one. I didn't like it. So the I one said one true one? Yeah. What 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 about what about pandademic? Oh, you did come up with pandademic. I didn't like it. It was too hard to say. Yeah, it's a little trippy on the tongue. And who knows, once this COVID-19 disaster is over and done with, maybe you'll come back on. And we'll need we need an enduring name for you. Um oh. shirtless wonder. So I came up with this name because, um, now uh, we'll tell our listeners you are a a familial relation of <laughs> con- of a kind, and we uh, we 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 visit you on occasion in your domicile. That is correct. Yep. That is correct. And I think nine times out of ten, when we <laughs> visit you, you're not wearing a shirt. Also, nine times out of ten, when I am facetiming with your children. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. Often, you know, I'm, I'm, you've actually persuaded me to want to take off my shirt. <laughs> you should take it off. Ring, ring, ring. Oh, gotta it, shirt's gotta it just come happened. Off. It just happened, yeah. and uh, no pants either. Wait. Uh oh. Yeah. Now he's only in his skivvies. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Or maybe That's nothing exciting. at all. Nothing. I like that. Um. <laughs> now, um, shirtless wonder. <laughs> Thank you for thank yes. you thank you for calling in. I think we're gonna have a really interesting conversation. You and I were doing some pre-chatting um, before, and oh, um, like speak speak of in. the devil. This might be him. Let me check. Um, Ramblin' Blind Josh Pearson, is that you? Howdy, howdy, howdy. There he is. How are you doing this fine evening, um, Ramblin'? Ah, doing all right, Sawtooth. How about yourself? I'm I'm doing fine now, Ramblin. You're on with our other guest, um, and I was just giving kind of his backstory. Um, his name is the Shirtless Wonder, and um, hey Joe, howdy, how are you? Good, good. Okay, now um, Ramblin, um, the Shirtless Wonder got his name because he's often without a shirt. 
You name the situation, he's not wearing a shirt. He could be cooking a Thanksgiving. Including, including right now. Yep, he could be cooking a Thanksgiving <laughs> okay. turkey. No shirt. It's true. It's true. Um, what else, Stomping Jen? I've seen it with thine own eyes. Yep. Yep. Love's not wearing a shirt. Yeah. Why so is this? This is, this is just a natural... This is just a natural state of comfort comfort for you, shirtless wonder? Uh, that's correct. Yes. It's, uh, it, it, it allows me a certain sense of freedom that I otherwise don't, don't get in my everyday life. Is there an origin point to this story? When, when did you first discover that shirtless was how you preferred to go through life? Uh, you know, I actually, I think it started when I was a young lad. Mm. Um, but, but definitely has, has kind of snowballed out of control at this point. <laughs> I wouldn't go so that I wouldn't go that far, um, shirtless wonder. I don't think it's out of control. I enjoy when, it when it's appropriate. You have a shirt yeah. on. Let's be clear. <laughs> the name is not pejorative in any sense. It's a celebration <laughs> of your free spirit. Yeah, and I, let me let me tell you just as a as a as a yeah. quick story to to celebrate. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm currently working from home and yes. I'm, I'm using Zoom for video chats, mm-hmm. and I forgot that I was not wearing a shirt. <laughs> oh, no. When, uh, <laughs> is, this, is this for... On a business call. <laughs> is this for real? And, uh, oh, no. Yes, this, this actually did happen a couple of days ago, yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I've heard about it on, on subsequent Zoom calls. People are expecting me not to have a shirt now. Ah, so it's leaked <laughs> into your okay. business world life. Ay- All right, ay- so I picked the name yeah. well. I picked yeah. the name. I picked. I picked your name well. Now... Um, our other guest who just joined us um, and has been engaging in interlocution with us is Ramblin' Blind Josh Pearson. Um, that is a self-selected name. The one and only. Name. Yep, the one and only. It is a self-selected name. I did not pick it. Now, Ramblin', I'm a firm believer that everyone owns their own stories. And if you just tell us, tell us, um, tell the shirtless wonder, tell our guests a little bit about yourself, um, how you came about that name, and then we'll we'll dive into the show. Well, uh, I I where do I start? There's a lot of layers to to <laughs> um, rambling. You don't have to um, peel them all back. Um, peel as many as you're comfortable yep. with. Um, I'm a, in my off time. I'm a musician, so uh, spend a long time kind of traveling around with a dog and a guitar. And I am blind as a bat. And so I strung the names together. There were I listened to a lot of old blues records. And there's a um, bunch of blues singers from the 20s, you know, Peg Leg Howell and Blind <laughs> Willie McTell and, you know, all these. Uh, Sawtooth Sam is one of them. So, oh, really? You know, um, yeah. I'm going to travel back yeah. in time and kill him. I don't like that. There can only be one sawtooth, <laughs> only one. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, sawtooth <laughs> Sam. Anyway, so sawtooth Sam, Blind Willie McTell, you know, and all these people. Um, and I started playing music as a young lad, and then realized, well, I need some kind of a stage persona, right? Mm-hmm. And I like to travel, and I'm very blind, and so I thought about, well, how do I pay homage to the great blind? street singers who've gone before me because a lot of my early time doing music was spent out playing for change. And, and, uh, once I started playing farmer's markets, I got paid in veggies, but <laughs> you know, basically <laughs> pennies and, and veggies, you know, hmm. on, uh, on street corners and stuff. 
what, what was yeah. your favorite what was so, your favorite vegetable to be paid in the rutabagas were quite nice um, <laughs> i was a <laughs> i was a big fan of the lobster getting paid in lobster was pretty Ooh, cool oh, there were a few times nice. i yeah yeah and to be clear that's I not played a vegetable the right street corner no no it's very much a crustaceous <laughs> creature yeah <laughs> okay um, all right. Um, so you know, just sort of, sort of a way to pay homage to people who'd been doing what I've been doing that never really got the recognition they needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Ramblin. Well, we've heard a little bit about your music, about your bio, and I think before we jump into our news and talk about what's going on with this um, this COVID nineteen situation, this is this is week two of Red Alert, right, Stomping Jen? Is it? It feels like it's been forever. Okay. Maybe it's week three of Red Alert situation. Know. Whatever it is. Um, and one of the reasons we um, <clears throat> asked um, Ramblin to come on, in addition to sharing his music, um, I think we were, were we chatting somewhere, Ramblin? Or were we texting? And you, you mentioned that you might be able to come on and speak about what a, um, what society melting down around us um, might um be like for people with disabilities mm-hmm. um you, you thought yeah, yeah that you is thought, definitely yeah go ahead yeah definitely an area that i can i can speak to we uh i think we've had a couple different conversations about yep. it um yeah so we'll <laughs> so we'll touch on that yeah, melty situation yeah it's um it's, it's not fun out there right now mm-hmm that's fun. It's not fun. So, and, befo- what, and what is shirtless wonder bringing? You said you had some prefacing conversations. Shirtless wonder. He's just fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm, when people are quarantined, I'm the, the kind of person they want to talk to. <laughs> no, honestly, um, no. Um, I I just put the call out and um, for another guest and because uh, uh, we've done what now two podcast stopping Jen with two guests and we kind of liked the way it went. Yeah. So we decided we wanted to try um, another one. I put a call out and the shirtless wonder said he wanted to come on and talk about this COVID-19 stuff. So we'll jump into that shortly. But first, first we're going to play a song by Ramblin' Josh Pearson. Now, I have two here. I'm going to play um, Give Me a Call. Okay, that's the first one we're going to play. And then we're going to then we're going to go into our news Okay, we're going to play a bit of this, then we're going to go into our news okay. and talk about COVID-19. Great. Instead of bumpers, right? Uh, you don't want to... Yeah. We could skip the bumper. We can play this into the into the news. Okay? All right, now hold on. I'm going to try to do a little technical wizardry here. All right. All right, Ramblin. This is you. It's great. Thank you. The single, well, single, this is the, uh, the single, so it's oh. going to be on its way out very soon. Give Me a Call by Ramblin' Blind Josh Pearson. What is that instrument? Oh, I wasn't expecting this. I like this.
I'm really listening deeply here. My uh, my foot started tapping actually. This is good. It's it's a toe tapper. I'm glad you dig it. Yeah. Now, when I first heard these rambling, I was actually um, not that I should have expected this, but blown away by the production quality here. Yeah. Do you have a band that's playing? Like, who's playing the drums? Yeah. That's so. It's it's a it's a full band. Nice. Um, I went went in, uh, and, and it sound, it all sounds live, right? We, we all went in, did separate parts. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So it was me, the bassist, and the drummer, and I did my guitar part, and we did bass and drums. So you lay down the foundation, and then you fill in around that. So I've got a fiddle player. There's a banjo player on a couple tracks, uh, steel, and electric guitar. Wow. I mean, it just sounds good. Like, it sounds really tight. I like this. Where did you record it? Uh, there's a studio in Northampton, Mass, that has since moved. Um, uh-huh. I think I think they're in Ludlow now. Um, Spirit House Recording Studio. So. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Now, what is, um, Ramblin', what did you play on this? This uh, guitar, and then there'll be a harmonica overdub. Um on parts of it so this this song right here is is mixed and then the other track that i gave you that you'll be playing yep. at some point down the line um that's also finished mixing so those are going out as a single and then i've got to throw harmonica on the rest of the album there's a few that are acoustic and uh album should be out hopefully sometime this summer do you uh, have a name for the album yet coming up from the mud coming up from the mud Nice. Is it under your name, or is it as the artist, or is it? Um... Yeah, it'll it'll be under um, under under Ramblin' Blind Josh Pearson. Oh, yeah. cool! Wow, this sounds really good. Yeah. I'm not just saying that because you're on and we're talking to you. <laughs> I'm really glad you like it. Um, what um? This is one of the first. Go ahead. I was just, uh, this is one of the first songs I ever wrote. I wrote this about 10 years ago. And uh, it's just one of those ones that's stayed with me. And I mm-hmm. said, well, when I get around to making the the first band record, you know, everything I've done up until now has very much been solo stuff. So, yeah, you know, needed to pull where, it out. Uh, and... where, where do you draw your inspiration for the lyrics? Uh, a woman? Oh. A woman. Yeah. A, a, That's a, a great woman. answer. That's a for that answer. for that particular song. Yeah. All right. Oh, I like the end. Yeah, that was awesome. That like reminds me of really? like I don't know why, but like Crybaby the movie. I don't know why. No, it's got a like it's, it's got, got an en- like twangy. It's got a really cool like, energy to a it. Rocker kind of vibe to it. And it's weird. Um. So I um. I talk to um, Mr. Ramblin um, quite a bit, you know, um, here and there um, in the course of a week, you know, hello, how you doing? We sometimes collaborate on projects and hearing a person sing is very different than their talking voice. 
It's weird. It's almost like hearing a different person. It's so strange, but it's awesome. It's not the first time that I've, I've heard that. Yeah. It's, it's really cool, you know, and, and some people will surprise you that you hear them speak and you don't really care for their speaking voice. But yeah. They're saying it, it's a completely different thing. And I think I had watched some of your, um, maybe a few months back, some of your older YouTube videos or some things that were yeah. re- recorded in, um, like, uh, different bars and stuff. And mm-hmm. I just wasn't prepared for how awesome those tracks sounded. So, you know, I'm going to give you the, <laughs> the soft serve sound Thank of you. approval. <laughs> yep. It's, it's, that is not doled out, um, often here. Except every two minutes. Except every two minutes, as Stomping <laughs> John says. But but its meaning is still the same. Yes, sure. All right, well, we'll play another track a little bit later, okay? And uh, Stomping Jen, despite you not wanting to, we're going to play the bumper for Oh, news. my God, still with the bumper? Yep. You can't get away from it. Oh All right, Stomping Jen. Yes. I want to start off. I want to start off our, our news segment by asking the question: Is this really happening? Uh, the do. world melting down around us. Um, I do believe it's happening. It's some like alternative reality that you never really expected to be part yeah. of. Yeah. Um, what do you think, um, shirtless wonder? Is this really happening? What we're witnessing yeah, around us. Yeah. So it's funny you mention that. I was actually just thinking about this the other day. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, some of the science fiction shows that are out there where you have a character. It could be Doctor Strange. It could it could it could be uh, Men in Black Three. But basically, a character that can see many realities occurring mm-hmm. simultaneously. And uh, it feels like this is the one. Uh, not to get political, but this is the one where Donald Trump was elected, and this is the one where there's a pandemic <laughs> happening in society. Uh, yeah. So I look forward. I look forward to what's coming next, <laughs> if this is the path that we're on. Uh, but yeah, it, it is very surreal. Yeah, it seems increasingly likely it's the path we're on, doesn't it? Um, Ramblin', any any yeah. reflections on whether or not this is really happening? Because I'm having trouble accepting it. You know, it's funny that Shirtless Wonder said uh, sci-fi, because that's what I've been feeling like we've been living in a really shittily written sci-fi novel <laughs> now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's needed um, in some ways, not the mass shutdown of society like this, but I think it's giving people a chance to reflect on things, look at just what we're doing as a species. I don't think we've ever really stopped to ask that question, or at least not in a while. And hopefully we're getting some goals figured out. Yeah, and if and my feeling, yeah. <clears throat> my feeling is if people aren't asking those questions, they've at least been shocked somewhat out of their reality, and hopefully they'll start asking those questions soon. I mean, I I know thoughtful people like um, me, um, you rambling, um, you shirtless wonder, and um, you stomping Jen. We all we all ask these questions, but I'm not convinced. Um, a lot of people are quite yet slowing down and asking those important questions. I think when the shit starts hitting the fan, like the real shit starts hitting the fan, yeah, people are gonna. I don't know. I it so. I've learned a lot in these last 
two and a half weeks. I can't even believe it's only been two and a half weeks okay. about humans and acceptance and stages and where people are coming from all different realities and how they are able to accept change. Like it's a crash course in in a lot of different perspective from a lot of different people and how they need to understand the information right and how they're able to process it in their heads and how they're able to to act on it right or not or not act on it exactly you know people you know <laughs> uh i want to give props to shirtless wonder who uh for good or for bad saw this coming a mile away weeks before shirtless wonder i was ringing the alarm how dare you i will say uh, Shirtless Wonder had an edge over you there, Sawtooth Frank. Um, yeah, I I've, think- been, I've been, I've been, uh, for better or for worse, freaking out for for several weeks here. Um, All right. I just wanted to circle back for what, one of the things that was said before uh, about you know taking this time and pausing and reflecting. Yeah, that was um, Ramblin said one that. Of the, one of the, Ramblin, Ramblin def- definitely said something uh, poignant there. Um, and just kind of to add to that, one of, one of the things that I keep on hearing is that with people quarantined and not moving around as much, not producing as much pollution for the world, not driving, uh, you know, for all, I guess, for all the bad things happening in the world right now, we're actually reducing a lot of the deaths that would have occurred and a lot of the damage that would have occurred otherwise. I mean, yeah, I, I hate to say it, but there's no there's no school shootings going on right now. Right. The, the carbon is being reduced. Right. Um, I think in dr- the early days, of drunk the, driving accidents. Drunk driving, exactly. Down, I think yeah. in the early days of um, of Wuhan, I, I think I had heard a statistic that the number of people killed in daily car crashes was actually a net a net positive relative to the number of people that were dying originally. Hmm. So I think it's just fascinating what happens when society stays home and uh, doesn't do some of those detrimental things that they've been doing. That's an interesting yeah. observation. That is interesting. Data point. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, all of these, um, I'm thinking about, so what is, what's the date stomping, Jen? It's the 23rd. Yeah. March 23rd, uh, 2020, we're recording this for the alien anthropologists who will discover these recordings, um, aeons in the future and be wondering what happened. Mm-hmm. The Soft Serve podcast will stand as a timeless documentary of the unfolding mm-hmm. of the coronavirus disaster. But like, but like two weeks from this date, mm-hmm. like the ninth. Yeah. It was like a, it was like. Two weeks. Two weeks ago. Ago, right. You know. Yeah. It, it was like none of this was happening around us. Like. Yeah. And, and, it was a totally different world. Yeah. hundred percent. And I'm thinking about. You know, all of the stuff that was in my daily routine, like going to the gym, going to movie theaters, stopping and getting my coffee. Right. Like all that has been removed from me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. I think, I think, it, I, I think this is going to, like on the other end of this, on the other side, I think it's going to fundamentally, people are fundamentally going to be different. A hundred percent. There's going to be a lot more people. A lot more people washing their hands more frequently, first of all. But <laughs> uh-huh. in general, you're not, you know, I, I'm in no hurry to eat out. As as an aside, and uh, you know, spending more time with family is is you know, really recentering, and 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 you know, you feel more connected. So, yeah, and I don't think we're ever going to go back. Basically, well, 
we could. So not that's, for several that's... years. Maybe not for several years, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but if we ask the right questions on the other side of this, we won't go back. Yeah. You know? Agreed. If enough people decide they like whatever whatever they've learned while we're on our in our little cocoons, those of us that choose to stay in them, you know, then we'll mm-hmm. hopefully come out a better species on the other side. Yep. Yeah. And you know, you're seeing we are, I think, seeing a lot of good out of people, especially on social media, some of the stuff that people are doing, mm-hmm. I think is good. Putting on, you know, oh. like free concerts, all, all the free things, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, people are definitely using, you know, things like like Facebook and FaceTime to stay socially connected. Mm-hmm. And I I think I've talked to more people in the yeah. last week, like and seen them using digital technology right. than I usually do ever. Now, do you think that will become tiresome and old if we're locked in this scenario for a couple of months? I think the shock will wear off, and so it'll die down the frequency. But mm-hmm. in, but no, I don't think so. I think it'll be like a more of a regular rotation. It'll become more part of our routine to mm-hmm. do check-ins on people and sporadically or, or whatever. Now, could this drive us, though, deeper into social isolation? As a society, if we realize we don't need to leave our houses to do things except to get food, you know, drive us further out of meat space, you know, into the virtual I sure hope realm. Not. But what if that's an unattended, unintended consequence of all of this? I think a lot about that. I'm sorry if you got no. We I'll, I'll and, and that question minute, that question is for anybody to answer. But it's it's interesting because a lot of the work. So for me, it's like kind of a crazy thing because a lot of the work and space I was working in and trying to initiatives I was working on were about very community based and economic development. And Mm -hmm. this is essentially put a giant pause button on all of that work. And I don't know what it's going to look like on the other side. I don't know what community will look like on the other side. I don't know what, you know, like part of, you know, the, the initiatives I was working on is like bringing people together to do things together in person. Right. So what does it look like when people realize, Oh, well we can do things online or, you know, once we're on the other side of this, I don't know how much it's going to change if we're going to still have to keep our distance away from each other. So what does community look like on the other side of this is a big question I have in my head. Yeah. What do you think uh, rambling? Any thoughts about that? Mm, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, you know, community is very important. I think everybody needs at least one. A lot of us have many more. And now mm-hmm. we're reduced to that community in a different form, that work in a different form that we do. I think the concept of um, what work is might change. You know, like we're, we're in here... Um, effectively cut off from the need to go into an office, right? Except for those jobs that can't be done remotely. Um, right. I don't know. I just, I, I think the check-ins are good. I think, I think this is forcing us to have a conversation about mental health that we've needed to for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's really teaching a lot of people about a lot of technology. I mean, I, I've said mm-hmm. this to a couple of different people in the past, past few days. One of the only things really different, you know, from a work standpoint is now the entire world knows that Zoom is a piece of technology. You know, two weeks weeks ago, (laughs) it was a very niche, 
piece of tech, you know, yeah. only reserved for a certain population. Have you, um, have you seen those memes that says that the coronavirus was brought to you by Zoom and Netflix? Yes, I've seen those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Shirtless wonder. Now, do you, do you worry about any um, unintended consequences of, of all this increased um, social isolation and distancing? Yeah, I don't uh you know, I guess the one thing I would worry worry about and and this is just from personal experience um related to uh, a time in my life where I I had a serious injury and I broke my hip and I was out of work for about 8 weeks and and just kind of uh, a homebody for that that entire time. That's right. Uh it does weigh on you it weighs it weighs on you mentally. I don't think people have really appreciated that yet. Uh as the weeks go by, <laughs> um People become restless. They, you know, they feel isolated because life is going on around them. Um, here, it's a little bit different, where everybody's kind of going through the same thing. So, I, I guess in that regard, there, even in this isolation, there's a sense of community. If yeah. that makes sense, it, it in, totally in a, in a weird, yeah, yeah, it weird to- twisted, weird twisted way. It totally yeah, does. Ahead. And I, I worked from home for about six years um, prior to my current situation, where I have an office job and. I'm already like flashing back to those days where I would, I would start work like, you know, seven, seven thirty in the morning and work like pretty much straight through without very many breaks until, you know, five thirty, six o'clock at night and like not do much self care or get up and take a walk. Like I'm seeing that I'm seeing myself slip back yep. into that mental pattern and I'm a little worried about it mm-hmm. because one, one, yeah, it's, it's go ahead. De- no, I was going to say, it's definitely, it's definitely important to take those breaks, go out for a walk when you can. The, the, the thing that's weird, weird for me is that the weekdays and weekends are blurring together. I don't, I don't yes. see much differentiation now between, you know, the five days and, and the two days. It's just, it's just, it's one, you know, I could do the exact same things I'm doing Monday through Friday as I, as I'm doing Saturday and Sunday. That's a little bit. You odd. realize you realize what a social construct time and how we spend it really is. Yeah, that's right. It, um, Definitely. It, it, um, it reminds me of um, um, Downton Abbey. What was that old crab's name? <laughs> weekend. What What's is a weekend? weekend? <laughs> you know, because this woman was Lady a rich, Grantham. Lady Grantham was a rich matriarch. And, um, you know, all of her time was her own. You know, she did. She didn't have a job, and somebody had mentioned something like, "Oh, we'll do that on the weekend." And she just looked at him and goes, "A weekend? What is a weekend?" Like she had no concept of not working. Yeah, sorry, no concept of working and having days off from work. It was really interesting. Um, That should be a meme. I think it is. It probably is. Yeah. Um, Uh, If it wasn't, it is now. So. Oh, I had a really important thought and you I did. lost it. It yeah. was an important thought. Oh, oh there it goes. Bye thought. Uh, I want to hear more thoughts from our guests. Yeah. Not so many of your thoughts. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So we've been, so we've been issued this um, now in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, um, shirtless wonder. You don't live in Massachusetts. You live close to New York or in New York, one of those, one and in that area. 
New York has been locked down. Am I right? It's under a uh, shelter that's, in place. That's, that's a that's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. I, I think you're joking, right? Yeah. Uh, so I th- I think maybe it was yesterday or or recently. You have this you know this official uh, stay home kind of policy. I can't remember the exact day, but yeah. uh, if you look at the if you look at the parks prior to that, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of people in the parks still. Yeah. You mean like Central and, Park and stuff? Um, yeah, people people in general are not taking it seriously. I think they've only begun to take it seriously, mm-hmm. but um, New York city is about to, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a powder keg. It's, a, it's about to spiral out of control. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of, that's actually one thing we haven't seen, I guess. And maybe it's related to the, to the privacy rights of um, patients, but I don't, I don't think we've really seen any, any media covering what it's like at the hospitals. Oh God! And I, I think what you're going to see, unless they have, maybe I haven't been watching it. Have you, have you guys seen it? No, no, but, I haven't uh, seen anything. Satu's no. sister is a nurse, so we're getting yeah. a first-hand accounting. Of- I can tell you some chilling stories from Mastiff mom, yeah. my sister. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't even—it's—it's—it's going to get crazy in New York City. I, and I mean, it, I think I was reading something the other day about Italy, which New York City is quickly becoming. If not, it will surpass it. Um, there's at least one hospital that's no longer treating anybody over the age of 60. They're not providing them any care whatsoever because there's just too many people that are under the age of 60. Well, I uh, I think we're going to see a lot of tragedy in New York city soon. Yeah. Um, so that, that's one thing I wanted to, to, to address and maybe rambling. You have some thoughts about this. Um, I've noticed too, people not really, despite lockdowns by States and shelters in place and, in Massachusetts, we just got this um, stay-at-home advisory, which is like a shelter-in-place light. I'm, I'm I'm observing people actually not taking social distancing seriously. Um, and I don't know if Ramblin', you had any thoughts about about that particular aspect of this? I do. Um, it's it's sort of wrapped up in my thoughts around where things stand with disability. Yeah. Um, through all of this, mainly because of the lens that I look at things through, uh, being a, a blind man, right? Um, social distancing is really important. You know, it, it the country would not be shutting down if there wasn't a reason for it, mm-hmm. right? right? This is not some big government, like I, nobody, none of us have ever seen life grind to a halt like this before. No. Um, you know, it's, and I, I, my my concern with this whole thing is the narrative that's being told about people who are elderly. So let's say past the age of sixty. Um, you know, my my folks are are going to be sixty very soon. Right. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of people's parents and grandparents are in their seventies and their eighties and older. Um, and the the idea that we're some of us continue to go out and still live life normally, you know, whether it's partying or spending time in, in big crowds, or you're going to carry that virus that you pick up home to somebody else. Um, you know, I'm one of those, those people who, who is technically a high risk case I have. So I'm blind. I was four and a half months premature. My lungs collapsed six Mm -hmm. times. Um, and so I have very, very weak lungs and 
resulting surgeries from from operations to try to keep me breathing caused caused blindness. Right. Um, you know, so I should not be going out on buses or you know anything like that. And for me, that's been I've never let anything slow me down. So for me, it's been a very hard thing to see all of these other people who have a really blatant disregard for other humans' lives, um, you know, willfully carrying that back to family members or friends or, you know, you never know, you never know what somebody has going on in their body that they aren't, aren't telling you about. And I think the media's coverage of this, it's meant to be well-intentioned, but it's, you know, it's diminishing millions of people's lives. And that's, yeah. Um, this is a really hard, hard time for, for people with compromised immune systems and disabilities. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Now, um, as, as a, as a blind person, I mean, I know you, you presumably still need to go out of your apartment just like the rest of us and go get things. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. how, how are you, um, like what are the managing, the, yeah, yeah, managing this information about, you know, not, about needing to maintain six feet between people, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, how are you, how are you, how are you incorporating that into, you know, how you're living your life? Well, for me, the easiest way to incorporate that has been literally to follow the advice given by every official out there, you know, stay home. And that's that's what I've been doing. Um, Mainly because of my lungs. I just, I can't, I can't risk it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so for me, that's where the benefits of modern technology and having things accessible in our society comes in. Mm-hmm. My groceries, I've got them. I've got now, you know, it, it took a little while to get the schedule down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I bought and stocked up. So I buy all my groceries through delivery mm-hmm. um, because otherwise I'd have to either take a bus or buy an Uber to get to a grocery store. So I've been doing grocery delivery for years. Um, and, you know, now... Delivery schedule. It used to be you could get it within an hour. I use Instacart, and you can get you get your groceries within an hour, two hours, something like that. Well, now you know stores because people keep hoarding and buying crazy amounts of shit. Uh, groceries are limited now, so I I'm down to at this point it's a weekly grocery order. Um, you know you have to plan it within a certain window, and if you miss that window to put your order in, then you gotta wait until basically 24 hours until that window opens again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I've never seen anything like this for me. I, I have enough food for my dog. Uh, yeah. I have a, a seeing eye dog, you know, and so I'm able to get him out for walks. We walk around our block. I live on a main street. Um, there's not a lot of people walking around us. So I've got my couple of block walk. We'll do that a few times a day. Okay. Um, but for the most part, I'm, you know, whatever I need, uh, I'm down to buying the bare essentials at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, toilet paper, water, um, enough food, canned goods, that kind yep. of stuff. Yep. And so that's, I'm, I'm grateful that we have the technology that enables me to try to get through this as safely as I can. Mm-hmm. Now, um, <clears throat> that shirtless wonder, we were, we were, conversing via chat a little bit before the podcast and you you had told me that and i thought this was an interesting synergy um 
with our um, other guest, um, Ramblin, that you had been talking today. Was it with somebody that you work with or know who is paralyzed? Uh, a, few, a, few, a few days a few days ago. A few yeah. days ago, yeah. Somebody you know who is paralyzed and was having some challenges. Um, yes. With, with this whole, yeah, any, anything, so he, yeah, anything you want to share about that? Yeah. Um, yes. So he, he actually has been paralyzed, uh, for a while now. Um, and I, I didn't realize this, but I guess he was explaining to me that given, given, uh, where he is medically, um, even without, uh, Corona, um, any form of pneumonia is actually, uh, puts him at much more at risk based on which muscles he can control right. in terms of coughing and, and, and things like this. So he's, he's definitely high risk there. Um, he was saying that every day, uh, he has a nurse come into his home in order to help him, uh, do some of the things that he needs to do. And, you know, they're wearing masks. He's trying to keep his distance, but like, you can't get by without that. Mm -hmm. And so those, those people, uh, that are coming into his home are basically going to a lot of people's homes because that's their job. And so he's worried about that. He's worried about interacting with his parents. Um, all, all of his meals are basically frozen. He, he can't cook in, 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 uh, um, from that perspective or he chooses not to, we didn't go into it, but basically all the meals are frozen. So he's been stocking up on that, uh, also via delivery. Um, mm-hmm. we kind of got to, uh, a con- in the conversation, basically he had done the marathon, New York city marathon at one point, And, um, uh, he owns a, I guess it's a hand ergometer. Um, almost like a bike that you, that you pedal with, pedal with your hands. Yeah. And so he was actually, uh, he was actually considering asking his folks to bring it by his apartment. Um, he lives alone. His, his folks to bring it by his apartment just so he could boost his, uh, cardiovascular health. Right. And, and kind of increase his lung, lung capacity just in case he ends up getting it from one of the people that are coming into his house. So he has a a little bit more of a fighting chance there. Yeah. Yeah. That's very smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to go to go back to what you were saying about the delivery, we, we're you know we had never used delivery uh, for for shopping here, and now we're using it. Uh, you know when we can get spots, it's it's weeks out here. Uh, you know two weeks plus to get it to get a delivery from some of these stores, and we're we're going through a routine. Um, you know we're asking the delivery person to put it on the ground. We try not to come into contact with them as as best we can, and then. You know, we're taking Clorox wipes, we're taking soap and water on paper towels, depending on what the, the item is, and we're mm-hmm. sanitizing everything, and then trying trying not to, even, like the dry goods, just trying to leave it in the bag for several days, really yeah. only going after, you know, the refrigerated goods and putting those away. So it's just a completely different way of shopping, and, it, and it's just amazing um, yeah. what's going on. That's, I mean, I think that that's not a bad idea. Um, I've got a box sitting outside that came from Amazon today. I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to go put on some rubber gloves. I'm going to go grab it. I'm going to wash the box. Then I'm going to open it. Then I'm going to wash the thing inside there. In case, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. We yeah, ordered pr- a- pr- pretty, much, pretty much anything you don't need right away. We're just kind of let, letting yeah. sit. So that's, uh, that's been the operation. Yeah. yeah. And then when you think about, um, like Ramblin um, mentioned, you know, with his lung condition um, and your friend, um what the hell's your name? Yep. Uh, shirtless Wonder. Um, I can't remember anyone's names it's anymore. Written on the paper. <laughs> I know it's written here. Um, 
Well, I know his like real name, and I call him his real name all the time. Right. And I interact if, with him a lot. If this was a video, if this was a video chat, and you saw me without my shirt, it would just come and it would come to you. There yeah. you go. Um, <laughs> Make a mental snapshot so, in your head. Um, so, uh, you know, like Ramblin' and, and Shirtless were were rightfully pointing out. Um, you know, when people don't social distance, you know, putting a lot of um, people at risk. You know, and I'm thinking about. Um, what Shirtless said about people gathering in uh, Central Park and you see these, um, you, you know, you see these videos of people congregating on the beach and hearing stories about what's happening down in Florida for spring break. And it's just chilling, you know, um, these fucking um, millennials, you know, calling the coronavirus the boomer remover. Is that for sure? Yeah, hashtag boomer remover. Are you fucking kidding? I wish I was. Motherfuckers. Right? <laughs> it's just so fucked. Um, That's messed is. up. Yeah. You know, and and I've I've heard similar things like that. You know, I I'm trying to steer somewhat clear of social media. Um, you know, at least the the bad parts of it. Um, yeah. And conversations that I've seen come up in the disability space, because this is very much starting to be a disability centric conversation, you know, starting to happen around the virus, um, in a lot of different ways. And, you know, the, the most chilling thing I saw, somebody said, Oh, good. This is a, a calling out of our society and the weakest parts will, will die off. That's really dangerous thinking. Yeah, it is. Um, I, it, you know, it, I don't know how common, common knowledge it is. It's, it was, news to me to learn that, uh, you know, Hitler experimented on people with disabilities mm-hmm. and perfected right. that, you know, and, and that eugenics movement started here, you know? So it's, yeah. I don't know. You, know you, you ask a lot of interesting questions all the time about what kind of country we live in. And this is, it's, a, I think this is just a weird, very chilling, uncertain time for for everybody like sorry i don't mean to interject but like before all this happened Mm -hmm. i was like concerned about anti-semitism and like where the country was headed and now like this shit is like piled on top of it yeah right and like the anxiety is just through the roof yeah yeah and you know are you are you taking care of your anxiety are you doing okay who me yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. I did yoga tonight. Yeah, yeah you. Bitches. I did yoga, and then my children ruined my shavasana. No, I mean it's a good question, um, <laughs> Stomping Jen. No, no, for serious though. Tell us oh, about. Come on, please don't play the sad music. Tell us how you're music. feeling. Me? Yeah. What? Tell us about the anxieties you're experiencing. Um, I I go through roller coasters just like many people do. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's fine, and then sometimes it's you know, like Friday was a really bad day for me. Yeah. I spent what a good happened? twenty minutes reading an article and crying, and then I called. what was in the article? I spent the entire day chatting with people I knew. What was in the article? It was just an article about a uh, letter from the future. It was in the Boston Globe. It was actually a beautifully written article. Who wrote the letter from the future? I don't fucking remember. You have to look it up. It was in the Boston Globe. <laughs> what else? What, what, what did the letter say? It was, it was just, you can read it. Just tell me. What did it say? I don't remember. It just made me cry for like 20 minutes. Thanks for asking. Did um, you ever think about me getting coronavirus? 
So and what would happen? You know, like, and then you know, I wrote like this post. To, <laughs> I have a couple of group texts going on with people I know, and you know, the night before, uh, you know, I came to this realization that I'm trapped with some of my most favorite people, and I get to stay in touch with other favorite people using technology and. You know, you have your tribes that you have to lean on. And like, otherwise, it's just, you know, it was really helpful, I think, at the beginning of all this, when we were in the middle of the acceptance period, that it was really beautiful outside and we got to go outside a lot. Hold on. You've moved beyond the acceptance period? No, I'm saying when like, so there was like. Remember, I started, I started this with the question, is this really happening? So shirtless wonder sounded the alarm bell weeks ago. Everybody. That yes. you joined Go shortly ahead. thereafter yes. with the alarm bells. I think there were other members of our immediate family that didn't want to accept any of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shirtless Wonder can back me up on all of this information. Uh, and then, I, yes. and then when it slowly became apparent that there was some sh- fucking shit going down, and there was no getting around it, and that you know, I think, I mean, I can tell you my timeline. Friday the 13th was the worst Mm. where I came to the realization that, you know, I'm part of local municipality. I'm, I'm government, you know, like I I tried really hard to get my town to see what I was seeing and what I, you know, putting all the pieces together that a shutdown needed to happen, but it needed to happen at a national level. Um, Otherwise it was ineffective. Um, And you were a good advocate. Now, can you talk a little bit about what role models you might have had for advocacy? Well, I've been sitting here listening to you fight with large university for weeks around the clock. Um, Say more about how wonderful I am, please. Oh, come now. So, you know, the 13th was my, like, uh, reckoning day for me. Like, yeah. shutdown city day. Yeah. And then the 20th was, like, a bad day. Um, and now I'm at the point where, um, you know, things are already, you know, the, the my realization from the 13th is now catching up with yeah. my my immediate surroundings. And um, so there's nothing else for me to, quote, unquote, do except let other people, like, come to where I was yeah. on the 13th. Now this might be an obvious question. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna point this at you, Ramblin. Um, I know we could Google this, but I'm gonna ask you: um, what can we what can we do as individuals to kind of try to think about um, under these current social distancing restrictions and shelter in place restrictions? Like, what can we do to help and offer help to you know people around us who who um might need some you know assistance or or you know i'm I'm thinking specifically about um you know people across the spectrum of um what we think about as disabilities well i think there's there's a lot that you can do um one uh, watch people, right? Your your friends or the things that you see um, in the social circles that you're in now, the digital social circles. Just check it, you know. Look, look, make sure that the people that you interact with are 
are okay. I think mental health, yeah. especially around this isolation, is is huge. Um, and I think we're finding ways to combat that with social media. But you know uh, what you do right now—the fact that you have a podcast that dedicated listeners can count on—you're doing something for a lot of people who who need that sense of community that you provide. Um, Okay. Um, thank if you. You're, if, you know, if, <laughs> what's that? Oh, oh she was telling me for she, his ding of approval. She thinks I'm a narcissist and that I was going to hit the, the bell of approval. Um, while you were pra- <laughs> praising the podcast, I would never do such a thing. Oh, lies. I'm not that shallow. Lies. <laughs> so reaching out, making sure people, um, yeah, reaching out, making sure that making yep. sure that people are okay, you know, yep. and and thinking even beyond your circle, um, right? You know, yeah. I think now is a time for us to really just view people as people. I mm-hmm. think the thing that we can do is if we know people who are in this group of folks who is staying out and not abiding by what at this point is a almost a, a federal law, you know, coming down saying. No, go home. Um, call people out on their shit. Explain mm-hmm. why this matters. Yeah. This is this is not fun and games for anybody involved. Um, <clears throat> I think do your part to make sure that the content that you put out is is accessible, right? So um, when all of this digital content now that's opening up for free. You have paywalls coming out you have all kinds of amazing libraries are opening up, you know, yep. their, their doors and giving people free books. Um, make sure that that content can be accessed by everybody. And if it can't figure out ways to make that happen, start calling people, um, you know, hold these, these institutions that still want life to continue and are trying to, to, provide people some sense of normalcy, hold them to the standards that this, all of this stuff that we're seeing come out now needs to be available for all people. And if it's not, that's a really, really bad problem because some of those people are the people who are dying and need to be distracted the most. Mm-hmm. You know, that's um, well said uh, shirtless. Um, and did your, did your friend you were talking to, um, did he have any advice about ways to help or do you have any observations about ways to help, um, people, whether they're yeah. somebody with a disability or not, or somebody who just may be shoved away and isolated somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think, you know, a couple things. So I, I think I heard something like at the end of all this, virtually everybody will know someone that has passed away. As a, mm-hmm. as a result of this, especially if it doesn't doesn't go under control, so I, I think there's there's definitely in terms of mental health, I think there's a role for you know mental health professionals potentially over over Zoom, but just you know companies in general uh, to notify people or just people in general to notify people that there's counseling services available, et cetera. Yeah, telehealth, um, telehealth. In terms, yeah. te- telehealth, de- yeah. definitely, uh, specifically from the mental health perspective. Yeah, and I, I you know. I also think that there is, we were talking about how the, you know, millennials and et cetera, were some of them were, you know, the boomer remover, but I think there is like a huge opportunity for someone 
and I haven't heard this yet, but someone to organize and maybe 17 years old is too, too young, but 18 year olds, 19 year olds, 20 year olds, people that are at extremely low risk of having serious outcomes. Mm -hmm. I think someone should organize in each of the towns groups of these, this age group to basically help people that are, um, either disabled or elderly, uh, in terms of bringing them groceries or getting them things that they need, uh, obviously with the, the correct, you know, protective equipment, but, uh, you know, in the event that they do get it, it's, it's much less serious. So I think there, there should be some sort of way of organizing people that are at less risk, uh, of a serious outcome to help those that are at greater risk. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to see I that happen. That. I, I haven't really seen that yet. I love that idea. I, I think it's, you know, the thing that, and, and I have to keep this in mind all the time too. Um, the technology that is available right now, even, you know, before all of this new tech, quote unquote, new tech hit the scene, um, you know, within the past week or so of everything going online, half of the world doesn't know how to use what's out there. You know, there's a good mm -hmm. portion of people that right. they can make a phone call on a smartphone. So that's why, you know, if you're, if you're a listener, you know, and you need something, there's no shame in reaching out. And I'm seeing that kind of community support pop up all over the place. And it's amazing because it means that somebody who doesn't have access to that modern convenience of, wait, let me pull up an app and get delivery or, you know, somebody mm -hmm. who previously might have had to go without, you know, mm -hmm. is, is now able to, to benefit. I love that community involvement idea, you know, especially with people who are very less susceptible to get it and maybe they, you know, build a little bit of humanity into their hearts. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I, 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 sorry, go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead. Shirtless. No, I was just, I was just going to say it, it'd be great. I don't, I don't know if, if we're the right people, but maybe, maybe we are. It'd be great if, if that could be organized locally, get some sort of uh, media attention on it and then kind of roll out that model, you know, publicly yeah. to, to lots of different areas. That, that would be phenomenal. I think. And I think we're all the right people, right? I, I will, I will tell you, despite a lot mm. of the doom and gloom, we've been talking about, um, I have on here, it, it kind of is a last point of discussion for this topic is about the community helpers we've seen kind of rise up mm -hmm. through a lot of the fear and darkness and identify problems and just begin organizing and helping. Mm -hmm. uh, it's no secret. I've talked about it here on um, this podcast many times about how I'm involved in a union Right. And I'll, I'll tell you a story. We were, um, you know, last week I was doing Stomping Jen can attest to this, like 13, 14 hour days and um, kind of doing really intense union work and negotiating and fighting on behalf of, you know, the workers um, for the union I represent. And kind of in the middle of some of that, we all kind of stopped and said, well, OK, this is great, but. We're, we're, we're trying to help ourselves, but let's think about who on our campus might need extra help. And we began thinking about the students um, on the large university campus that I work at who, because they're shutting down dining halls or don't have cars and they can't get to grocery stores, might need food. Or the um, graduate students whose kids rely on... Um, breakfast and lunch at schools and like we immediately set aside our plans for 
you know, um, negotiating on our own behalves and began coming up with an action plan to organize food drives for the people stuck on campus who have um, lessened access to food. You know, and, and it was, this wasn't my idea, it was an, another person's idea, but um, just like the selflessness of the community and the people, and we're seeing that, you know, that that just struck me. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. we're doing this like really like intense stuff, and somebody just was like, hey, well, let's look over there, and what about these people? And we all dropped what we were doing, and we're like, yeah, they're more important, mm-hmm. right? And I think we're seeing um, that kind of community organizing happening all over Facebook, or at least I am, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so I'm curious, I'm curious, um, shirtless, um, or rambling, if you've noticed any of that, um, in your communities, you know, kind of people organizing to help others. I've noticed tons of it. I've noticed, um, people sharing all kinds of resources for, you know, um, help in in various kinds whether it's mental health resources i've seen the 3d printing community is really doing amazing things they're 3d printing ventilators and oh cool you know, yeah uh, i've got a, a couple of friends who are in that kind of maker space so you know now uh one of my friends now has started to get a a group of people together who all want to sew and and know how to you know do things with a needle that i could never do yeah i, I have a fr- <laughs> I, um um uh, Ramblin, I have a friend who works in a um, a Boston area company. Kind of, they they make a national chain of coffee makers. That's all I'll say. Um, mm. And he he works in their three D print lab, and they've focused all of their energies now on three D printing ventilators. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's so really so what cool. else what else have you seen, Ramblin? Uh, the, all the people sewing the masks, you know, yeah. yep. um, uh, I've noticed, yep, yep. Um, I've noticed, you know, myself being a musician, I'm, I'm in a lot of different music groups and I've, you know, this is decimating people's livelihoods that are in anything like that, that entertainment industry, especially, oh God, live yeah. music. Mm-hmm. um, you know, and so there, there's all kinds of things about if you're not a work musician funds that people can go to, there are all different kinds of grants or the, um, Recording, uh, recording academy. Um, they have a grant. There's, oh, they do. you know, all different, all different types of funds where people can apply to get relief. Um, and then you're also seeing a lot of work from home companies start to open up their doors and hire more musicians, you know, if they have mm-hmm. the skill. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, just just a lot of people sharing what resources are out there. I'm seeing people yeah. giving, you know, bundles and bundles of of information back and forth. Um, and it's really great to see that take shape and, and, you know, I'm, it's amazing to see what people can do digitally. And when we all start to heal from this, how that's going to push out into the further communities. And I think, you know, something like getting, getting something started on a local level where you're, you're delivering groceries, you're doing the things for the people who can't get into the physical world. That's, that's the next step. Yeah. Yeah. What about you shirtless? You seen anything that's impressed you um, in terms of community organizing? 
Yeah, I, I've seen more at the local level, uh, specifically Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is that um, people that either have like a, a bread delivery route, having surplus bread and posting, oh, come to this house and get as mm-hmm. much bread as you want. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen someone start up a post where I, I don't know how much this is caught on, but I've seen someone start up a post where it's like, okay, I have five cans of beans. You have seven boxes of pasta. Let's figure out a way that we can share what we have. And uh, if you run out of something, we can give give it to you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've seen situations where a lot of these delivery services are putting caps on the number of milks, for example, that you can get right. in a single order. And there's some there's some families like my like myself uh, with with three young kids where we consume a lot of milk where someone else may not consume milk so I've seen people ordering extra milks and then just bringing it by for us at least uh, our neighbor has done that before um, which you know up until now you wouldn't even expect right mm-hmm. um, that to happen uh, yeah I, I mean the, there's a lot of good going on. Um, Obviously, there are bad parts of social media. You still you still see some of this negative aspect of, of people kind of not wanting to do this, but I think there's there's much more good going on than, than bad. I would agree. You know, in our community, we've seen people giving away extra eggs that their chickens are making that they can't eat. Um, Ramblin mentioned the medical mask um, sewing um, I know one woman who organized a dig through your basement and see if you can find any N95 masks you may have lying around. And she found a couple in a bunch and got them to a hospital. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, I think, um, you know, it may not, it may not make a huge impact on what's coming our way, but I think it's going to help think it's going to help and i think people are still at the end of the day fundamentally good i believe that mm-hmm. you know and i think we we have, sur- we have survived horrible horrible things before i think we will survive this and i just want to mention this one thing i saw online that i absolutely love i'm going to play it um speaking of um the power of social media if i can open the link oh, i can't open the link through here Boo, it won't let me. Um, Go ahead, Stomping Jen. You take over for a second. Oh, my God. You can do it. I don't want to take over. Yeah, ask ask shirtless or rambling a question while I find this. What would you like to talk about? (laughs) I would would actually love to talk about um, a couple things. The the paper that Mm -hmm. was published uh, by the London Imperial College. I don't know if anybody's had a chance. Uh, Which one is that? that? No. No, what? Which one? This, this is. Uh, there was a group there of researchers um, that, in coordination with the World Health Organization, this is like the coronavirus response team. They conducted simulations on various uh, isolation policies of people, or like di- different types of tactics to deal with this. And um, this was maybe last week. I think Trump must have been briefed on this. Uh, and I think they mentioned it during one of their press conferences, and this this was a particular press conference where it was very somber <laughs> compared to other other press conferences. And I think it was a direct result of this paper. And what's what's scary is that all these simulations basically showed that there were really only like two policies that made a difference before we had a vaccine. Right. And that was either everybody everybody basically isolates for five months. Okay. Five months. 
Yikes. continuously mm-hmm. um, because every other shorter period, this thing built back up again and, and caused a problem. Or there was another alternative policy they tried, which was isolate for two months, then go back to life as normal for one month, and then isolate again for two months and so on and so forth, hmm. and uh, doing that for 18 months. <laughs> but basically every other scenario uh, was not a good outcome. <laughs> And wow. I don't think people really have gotten to a point yet where they've read this or accepted the fact that unless we have a leap forward, like you're saying, in terms of 3D printing ventilators or uh, some sort of cure or not cure, but like some sort of treatment via this right. this medicine they're talking about, we're going to end up in a situation where we have to isolate a lot more than people are prepared for. Because right now yeah. people are just thinking one month <clears throat> or two months yeah. at most, and I don't think they realize that this is going to be a, a much longer potential uh scenario and what another kind of yeah go ahead no i'm just gonna say a lot of the uh mandates that are in place right now all end on april 6th which just seems it's there's no way it's gonna be extended you know the kids are not gonna go back to school it's gonna it's gonna gonna go on by by i mean and and the 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 scary thing is i think i saw an article today that said trump trump had said something the president had said something like um the solution to this problem needs to be less worse than the problem itself, which I don't know if he's thinking about the economy and if we isolate for a long time, it'll destroy the economy. But that that's a scary thought that someone's willing to potentially or that we're willing to potentially trade off lives for Yeah. I uh, mean cut, cutting economic through, stability. Yeah, cutting through that, what he's really saying is um if we want to get back to business as usual people, you we're gonna have to let millions of people die. That's really what Pretty that means. Yeah, the, pa- the, pa- the, the paper said best case, a couple hundred thousand people in the U.S. will die. Best yeah. case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And worst case, something like 2.2, 2.2, 2. 2.5 million people. Right. And let's say yeah. let's say he lifts the um, the 15-day quarantine at the end of next week, right, whenever it is. It says, all right, everybody back to work. The national emergency is over. You know, he's, he's, he's consigning millions of people to their deaths. That's what he is doing. Yep. And, you know, what will happen then? I don't know. I don't know. And the scary part for me, mm-hmm. watching all of the his supporters, like whenever he puts a press, press conference on and you just look at the commentary yeah. underneath, like they worship. What is the first rule of the internet? Don't look at the comments. Yes. Right, Ramblin'? <laughs> That's right. I, I never look at the comments. I just, I like, avoid I, them like, like. It blows my mind. It literally blows my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I found the mm-hmm. thing I wanted to play. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. great. Play You it. may have seen this. It's, but it's, Go um, ahead. it's, it's a remix of Cardi oh, B that's... yelling about the coronavirus. Have you all heard about this? It's fantastic. Yeah, no. Isn't it more visual than? Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, it is a video. Um, but isn't it, it more visual than it is? I don't think it's more visual. It's a video, um, and it. I don't believe it has. I don't believe video. it has a visual description. I'm just playing it for the song. I like the song. It's hilarious. Okay, play it. Okay, ready. It's a very catchy song. Have you heard it? Um, he saw Ramblin'? it on your thing. You I just saw said that. On your, on oh, okay. your, your Facebook. I saw it on your Facebook. Okay. Are we ready? Let's Guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus! Coronavirus! Shit is real! Shit is getting real! Shit is real! Shit is real. So this wasn't her song. Somebody remixed yeah. her saying. So that's- 
and Elmo is dancing on top of the earth right now. That's my favorite part. There's Cardi B dancing across a stage, wearing a cape. Now a crowd of people dancing around. Anyways, I love this. Now there's a cartoon coronavirus. Some people wearing masks. By the way, I didn't watch this though. Oh, you didn't? Alright, now back to Cardi B. Another dancer, I don't know who that is. Now a room full of people dancing. Bugs Bunny dancing. And now a cartoon coronavirus. That's the end. Anyways. Thank God. I love that. You don't like it? I don't know. I, th- I liked it. I thought it was worth I playing. I, I read somewhere she said she wants royalties on that. Oh, fuck. That, she didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, somebody else remixed whatever she Well, we were commenting on it. I think we can get away with a fair use application here. Well, somebody I'm, else yeah. fair yeah. use application. All right. You ready? All right. Hard anybody thing. else want to say anything? All right. Stomping Jen's yawning. Sorry. Sorry. All right. How about we do this? <laughs> we're going to we're gonna play the last cut here um, that uh, Ramblin' Blind Josh Pearson provided us, the last song. It's called um, Early Morning. Now, I like this. I played it on episode 74. I gave a preview. Did you? Yep. I didn't tell you. I didn't want to seem um, overly narcissistic. I'm promoting my own podcast to you, um, uh, Ramblin'. That? Oh, that's a podcat coming in to say hello. Mm-hmm. He was like, meow, meow. Yep. Okay, so we gave a preview on episode 74. And now we're going to play the whole track. But what we'll do is we'll play it out. What do you think about that? Oh, Would wait, that be wait, wait, acceptable? Wait, wait. We'll skip the rest. We're well over an hour. What? What? What, what do you want to talk about? Uh, oh, I know what we have to do before we play this, okay? <clears throat> so, <laughs> all right. We have to say thank you to all of the people on the front lines of this fucking crisis, right? Yeah. Healthcare workers, first responders. Grocery store The workers. people keeping our supply chains going. Mm-hmm. The um, people keeping us fed. Yep. Grocery stores. Um, pharmacy workers. Who am I missing? Um, who am I missing shirtless? The financial services. Uh, I don't know if it was a serious thing, but I, I saw a meme thanking people at banks that are still touching cash. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh if, there is a stimu- mm-hmm. if there is a stimulus, if there is a stimulus check that people need to deposit in cash, those people as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ramblin', can you think of anyone else? Yes. Um, anybody doing any kind of personal care work? I know we said health care is yep. PCA uh, tends to be its own classification. So thank you for anybody doing anything for anybody, yep. you know, in that capacity. The therapist. Yep. 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 The, the, the farmers. Yep. The people who are farmers growing our producers food, food for the summer and spring right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all of you out there who are putting yourselves all at risk. All the truck drivers bringing all these Oh, my God, yep. yes. Yep, and that's um, that's sort of, um, I, would not, I wasn't very specific, yep. The garbage yep. people that come and take my garbage away. Yep. Um, yep. Thank you, all of you folks. Um, I don't know. You thank all you. deserve all this money that all these big politicians are making. I think we need to switch it up and we need to pay mm-hmm. all of these frontline folks top dollar. <laughs> Did you see that 
The local supermarkets are giving raises to the people that are working yeah. there. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, uh, yeah at least Target one of gave two dollars an hour raise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. I was going to try to say that. Thank a <laughs> thank a union for that, but um, only one of our local supermarkets is unionized. Stop and shop. So, um, but what I will say, you know. I do think people are fundamentally good. I think we're going to rise above this. I expect teachers, oh my teachers, God, teachers fucking who teachers, are trying to learn how to remote teach yep. their students. And then, and then the people supporting those teachers, oh my God. right? And to be able to do that, um, that's there. I know a lot of people who are working really, really hard right now, doing yeah. that work, mm-hmm. killing themselves. So thank you to all of you. Um, and let's not forget the most important. Let's not forget the most important people out there. Podcast hosts. Up, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he did it. Yeah, podcast hosts. He did it. I mean, we are we are keeping the spirits of the people up. We're providing information, entertainment. Information. I said information. How dare you? Oh, sorry. Um, what else, Stomping Jen? The people who are sharing their... Anthony, Anthony Fauci? Yeah. Dr. Fauci. Thank God. Yep. Voice of reason. Like all yep. the people who are on the internet sharing their amazingness right yeah. now. Like, mm-hmm. like Mo Willems, who yeah. does doodling with kids every day. Yep. Nick Bruel, who who is sharing all the people, all the people out there, yeah. the people doing live concerts, yeah, and people Little rockers, yeah, kids. And I want to thank I want to thank my friend. I'll just call her um, um, K K Z K A Y Z E E um, K Z who offered to go check in on my my elderly father who lives far away from me. Thank you. See, we're good people. Mm-hmm. We're good people. Mm-hmm. Thank you, KZ. I love you. Thank you. You're a good person. What else, Stomping Jen, as we're wrapping up? And we're about know. to play Ramblin's last song. I don't know. All the people. All right. Stay safe, sane, and healthy, my friends. Yep. Uh-oh. What'd you do? Um, I lost them. How'd you do that? Accidentally. Should we call back? Uh We have to say goodbye. Hmm. Play the music. Hey. No, I'm not playing the music. We're going to wait. I'm going to call. We're going to call back in. I don't know what happened. Maybe Zoom kicked you all out. No. Welcome to Zoom. Enter your meeting ID followed by... Aren't you the host? Wouldn't they have been kicked out? I don't know. We'll see. Enter your participant ID. You are in the meeting now. There are two participants in the meeting. Hey, Hey, sorry. I don't know what happened. Hello. Hey, sorry, sorry, (laughs) sorry. I I don't know what happened. I got kicked out somehow. You dropped us like a hot potato. I know, sorry. All right, Stomping Jen was like, play the music and the podcast. (laughs) I was like, no, we can't do that to our guests. All right, listen, boys. Um, Thank you for joining us. Hold on. Stomping Jen, talk while I do this. I'm trying to get his song up. Oh, my God, I was. I was talking. I was saying everybody should stay safe 
and sane mm-hmm. and healthy. Which one are we playing? Early morning? Mm-hmm. Okay. Early morning. Okay, I'm going to start it up. Thank you for having us on. Mm. I love this. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. So we're going to play this out. Um, Rambling, shirtless. It was a great conversation. Thank you. I hope you'll come back. Thanks for having us on. Okay. Feel free to feel free to drop off whenever you want. Okay. All right, boys. I'm going to listen to the song. Okay. It's another early morning. I love this. I feel like you're right next to my ear rambling. <laughs> I'm inside your head. You are. I love that. Past go. Visions come unbidden from the walls I keep fence deep within my mind. God damn it. I didn't know you had so much talent. Well, I knew it, but I didn't know it. I'd love love to actually hear you do a song uh, about what's going on, or like something that that inspires you. I'm working on one. Yeah, I've got a couple in the works. God. Is this about a woman too, rambling? your vocal phrasing here thank you oh i just picked up that was unexpected it's good going anywhere not going home now is it harder to write a six minute song versus a like four minute um i don't ever time them out this one took me 10 years to finish oh my god Uh, yeah i wrote it a couple lines at a time. Wow. Is that just a guitar with like a whammy bar? It's a violin, right? It's a banjo. I hear a banjo. Steel guitar. 
You could tell I'm not a musician. What's that thing in the back? There's an electric guitar, steel guitar, pian- uh, uh, fiddle, and a banjo, and a guitar. I think you hear what, the slide. Yes, yeah, the slide. Yeah. Is that played on the steel, Josh? The, uh, I mean, rambling, Josh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's steel. Yeah. Yep. Here it goes. It's gonna pick up. He's coming on next week. But what I'm saying yeah. is they're all musicians. Yeah. And I feel like they all have the same kind of um, musical taste. Yeah, I mean, we'd have, I mean. It would be an interesting thing just to have a conversation. We can ask Ramblin about it if he wants us to connect him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down, definitely, okay. for sure. love your vocals i really do there's a vulnerability in there that gets to me um it's one of the things i love about roger waters um from pink floyd he has this like incredible like emotional like vulnerability and frailty to his voice that comes through Mm. i don't know i'm not saying you're frail i'm (laughs) that's not what i mean it's it's a um you're in his uh genre you're like hitting his target you are hit sawtooth is your target audience you're gonna love the rest of the album man yeah um, great job yeah i'm I'm really glad that you like it you know this is this is the world um the world debut of that single is is on this podcast so so remember people that's rambling blind josh pearson be on the lookout he's working on an album up from the mud album's called coming up from the mud it'll be out uh sometime this summer yep and hopefully we'll all be coming up from the mud. Yeah. Coming geez. out of our basements. Jeez. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. Look, thank you. Um, stomping Jen. Mm-hmm. You, you've, you, you came and you, you delivered. Oh. And I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to hit the outro music and then that's it for real. Okay. When you hear that, right. I'm going to, I'm going to kill the mics. Thank you both so much. <laughs> um, we really, really, really thank loved you. having you here. And to our listeners, we love you. Thanks for listening. Be safe. Stay healthy. We're going to keep doing this as long as we're alive. Bye now. Okay. Wow. Thank you. All right. Bye Bye. now. We love you all. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Yep. 
Stay at yep. home. Wash those motherfucking hands, people. Stay the fuck home. Thank you. 